the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Always have seminars and such right around the corner. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Use code radio 25% up. Um, when I'm done with radio, I'm done with seminars. And I don't think I'm going to go fishing, but I'm going to do something. This is so dedicated to getting you to retirement. And I don't even know what I'm going to do in retirement. I keep having these silly little ideas, but they keep kind of passing. I'm going to read every book ever printed. <laughs> no. One of the things I like to do is um, I can trade stocks. And I, I want to tell you how you trade stocks. Because I know that's probably the most sexiest, most uh, appealing thing to most people out there. What can I do to double my money by Christmas? What can I do to you know get a good, good, good rate of return? I can tell you that Investing is super easy when you go long term and investing gets super complicated when you're more on the short term side of it. So the number one thing is long term, you don't have to be all that disciplined. You just you set up a bank account. You have everything roll over. Uh, you fund it automatically. But when you start investing in individual stocks, one of the better things you could do is have a lot of discipline. You're going to have to look at it every day. Discipline in stocks is much more important than conviction when you're day trading. So when you're trading, what I want you to try to do in your head is is think of things two ways. There's the passive investor, where it's pretty easy. You just set it up an index, and what you're really investing in is capitalism. It's the almighty dollar. It's the economy is working. It's people have paychecks. People have paychecks. They go out and spend. But when you're investing in individual stocks, you're you really got to get it right. You have to babysit those things. I'm pretty good at babysitting. I must say, a lot of your best ideas are going to go south. There's no doubt about it. Solid rules help. Don't let emotions get in the way when you invest. Don't ride things down. 
No idea is more powerful than a stock that's headed lower. When you see stocks drop uh, precipitously, it, it's pretty stressful. I probably, uh, like, I probably had this, the, the, the fortitude, the gut, what's it called? I probably had the, the, the ability to be a day trader for about two years of my life, and then it just burns you out. This isn't my line, it's someone else's line, but bulls and bears live, but pigs get slaughtered. That's a really good investment rule of when you're trying to like get a trade. I know people who have asked me for trades, and I, I say, okay, well, here's my best idea. It's going to go off sometime in the next 12 months. And after two months, they're panicked and they sell. So it's super important that you don't get kind of like greedy in the whole process. Like, I want it to go faster. Um, if you feel like something's going to kill you in investing, don't do it. That's the best thing I can tell you is that I see way too many people get involved in, in real estate way over their head. I see many people get involved in selling insurance. I'm going to sell insurance or Amway or what have you. And if you feel like it's going to kill you, just uh, investing is so easy. It's uh, now that like Fidelity, Ameritrade, and Schwab all have free trades. <clears throat> find a concept. S&P 500, 500 largest companies in America. How do you think they're going to do over time? Aren't you typically the type of person who goes, that corporate America is out to get me. They're always trying to make money. They're always nickel and diming me. Like, my insurance company once billed me for five cents. Greed is good. Play along with the game. It's, investing should never be difficult. Um, I'll say, like, you know, yesterday I was doing, I'm trying to get a, every Friday I kind of like do my finances. I spend about an hour making sure everything's where it's supposed to be. Bills are paid, mortgage are paid, things like that. Let's get a head started on last night. Paying bills is stressful. Investing is easy. Once you're like, whew, you know, I, I told you, I've got multiple accounts. And my smallest one is the account I'm going to talk about right now. I told you I set up that app seven, eight months ago on Acorns. And now you're seeing them advertised everywhere. It's one of those um, fintech companies. So you download an app. You link it to your bank account. So I was looking through all my finances, and I was like, holy mackerel, that's up to $2,700 now after about six months. And I'm like, that's, that's a sign. Again, and I go, I wish I did this when I was 20 years old, but there weren't cell phones around when I was 20 years old. Just you, you know how concept I am myself out of this conversation. Um, so it's a nice little app, Acorns. And it's, it, should, it shouldn't be stressful. You know who makes it stressful? CFP Chad Burton. He makes all things financial stressful because he's like, you can't mix IRAs with Roth IRAs with SEP IRAs. I'm like, why not? They're all from the IRA cousins, right? They're kind of like got that Irish thing going. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. A couple more ideas when it comes to investing in individual stocks. When you do a good one, don't gloat about it. I can tell you about some of my greatest conquests ever. So I'm not going to go all creepy Ken Fisher on you. Um, no, no. When I say one of my, my greatest conquests, it's some of the stocks. But some of them were like actual mistakes. And like, do I tell you that? I once bought a stock that was at four. It would go to 16 and I would sell it. Then it would go to 20. And then it goes all the way back to four and I'd buy it again. Then it would go to 16 and I'd sell it. Then it goes to 25. I didn't have any. I was sad. And it goes all the way back to four and I bought it. And then me and Juliet, lovely and talented Juliet, 
we're in Miami and damn it, is that stock going to go from four to 250 turns like a five day period? And like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Whoa. Greatest trade ever. Had I put even more money in it, I'd even be stinkier, filthier, richer. And yet I'd still wear the same t-shirt for five days in a row, have stuff hanging on my beard. Cause I'm that kind of guy, but you don't want to gloat. I've never been able to replicate that. It's like that whole Motley Fools. You ever see the ad that you get when you're sitting at your computer? Like, oh, the Motley Fools once recommended Amazon, and it's up 292,000%. Here's their next pick. If they knew their next pick was going to be the next Amazon, they're not going to tell you. They're going to buy every share in the world. Just throw that out there. I like buying stocks every two weeks. Now, again... I have a list of some stocks that I own right now. And let me give you an example. And I'm not touting them. I'm not saying you should go own them. But let's say Disney, Nike, Apple, Microsoft. I have no problems buying more of those every two weeks. And it doesn't stress me out. Or when their dividends hit, I have no problem with their dividends being reinvested in them and buying more. I like that from a tax efficiency stand. So I buy stocks every two weeks. I don't go through this little game where I'm like, it's January. I can make all my money in my trades by, by, by February, March, or April, and then I'll be done for the year. I'm not a timer. Sorry. Um, I have a phrase also, that your first loss is your best loss. And the first time you go to Vegas and you gamble and you, you lose like $500 or $1,000, and you're like, that was a lot of money. I just threw $1,000 down a toilet. Same thing with investing when you're trying to trade a stock. Your first loss is your best loss. When I lost money on cryomedical sciences, I was like burned. How many times I've ever been burned by a stock since then? Zero point zero. I just won't get involved in a situation that could tank. I mean, it was like an oil tanker. Isn't that awesome when you see all oil tankers like tip over on their side and then all the oil goes rushing in the ocean? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's not awesome. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, also at newfocusfinancial.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of my favorite books to give. I got a two-year-old or three-year-old birthday party. Is the Stinky Cheese Man and other fairly stupid tales. I loved fairy tales growing up. This Artwork in the Stinky Cheese Man and other fairly stupid tales by John Shishta and Lane Smith. The illustrations by Lane Smith will have your kids fascinated. But what's funny about the story is it's um, like the gingerbread man. He gets eaten. Like he gets caught and eaten and like all everyone's eating him. The old, little old woman and the little old man. I like that. Um, Cinder Rumpelt Siltskin. Chicken Little believes the sky is falling and demands that someone calls the president until the table of contents crushes her in the book. <laughs> it's a pretty dark children's book, right? 
the really ugly duckling is probably my favorite because the illustration work by Lane Smith, this duck has like 4,000 teeth. It has like shark teeth. And, uh, or like there's another one, Goldilocks and the three bears, but it's the Goldilocks and the three elephants. And she goes in their house and all their chairs are too tall and she can't get up on them. And she doesn't like peanut porridge. So she just goes home. That's what she should have done. She shouldn't burglarize bears or, or elephants. What are we teaching our kids? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I bring up the ugly duckling because there's a phrase in my world where ugly duckling investments usually grow up to be even uglier investments. A lot of people get into something that's ugly and they're like, I think I'm going to wait for it to go back. Once upon a time, there was an ugly investment named Prince Lucent. Do you remember Lucent? You probably don't. It was one of those tech companies back in the day when it was good to be a tech company. AT&T, this like, super amazing evil empire, PacBell, PacWest, all those companies. Verizon, Bell South. This was an awesome powerhouse tech company in the 60s, 70s. They had a laboratory. Ooh, ha, 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 ha. Where they were creating telecommunication experiments through a company called Lucent. So when our government goes, rubble, 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 and they look at AT&T and they're like, you can't have local and long distance. You can't have it all. You're a monopoly. That's exactly what our government said. So they break up the company and the local and long distance, and there's Wall Street's digging it. Because there's Bell South, there's Pac Bell, there's, I think I want to say New York Bell. There's all these baby bells. It's crazy how fast you forget these things, right? Do you remember the baby bells? And they were all at good investments because they, they, they dominated local. And then AT&T had the dominant of long distance, but then the government said, well, with the Telecommunication Deregulation Act of 1996, this was one of the big things that changed uh, the way we, we, how the internet unfolded. So phone co- local phone companies were allowed to be long distance companies. If you kind of get the idea. Bill Clinton did a lot of deregulation, which a lot of people don't realize. Telecommunication Act was one. Another one was, oh my, 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 the energy deregulation. Where you were supposed to be able to buy... You were supposed to be able to buy, how shall we say this? If you wanted to buy electricity from Texas, you could. So, and Enron and companies like that were coming in and like undercutting them, undercutting some people. And that's how PacBell, or not PacBell, but um, PG&E got into their first bankruptcy, was the energy deregulation. And I was doing some research on that the, the other day, and I wonder how much of that goes back to Trump and Gray Davis and the mistakes, that, not Trump, oh boy. Oh, boy, I'm going to be making history. I wonder how much of that goes back to Clinton, because Clinton also deregulated the banking industry. We forget this. For a Democrat, he did a lot. Of, it went in and deregulated, deregulated, deregulated. So in the banking industry, there used to be financial companies. Well, there used to be banks. There used to be brokers, and there used to be insurance companies. And back in the day, excuse the phrase, because I'm going to go to HR. There was a Chinese wall between the banks, the brokers, and the insurance companies. Behave yourself. You couldn't get a checking account at an insurance company because it just it blows everyone's charter and everyone like that doesn't make any sense. 
even to this day, I saw a company called Robinhood, who's an app for day trading, not day trading stocks, moving money from your bank account to your stock account in the daytime if you want to buy a stock. So if you get a hot tip, Psst, here's a hot tip. So back to the ugly duckling investments usually grow up to be even uglier investments. It's like the ugly duckling in the world's typically not turned into swans, except for in John Hughes movies, where it's like pretty in pink, where she's like, that was an ugly girl the whole movie. Did you see the glasses on her and the pimples? And holy mackerel, it's homecoming. She's coming down the stairs and she's blowing out her hair. And there's a fan on her blowing her hair everywhere. And you're like, good job, John Hughes. Good job. So... I want to wrap this up and say that the ugly duckling investments usually become even uglier investments. And like Lucent is the one that I bring up as an example. At one point in time, everyone made so much money in basically anything.com. And Lucent was selling the telecommunication equipment that they used to sell to AT&T and all the baby bells. They were at the right place at the right time. There's companies like WorldCom. Do you remember WorldCom's big claim to fame? They had uh, international calls. And then you had Sprint, who the network's so good that you can hear it. Or was it that was AT&T, the fiber optic network, where you can have pin drop and Tom Selleck. Oh, Tom Selleck, if I had his voice. So ugly duckling investments usually grow up to be even uglier duckling or uglier investments, right? I think I'm getting that point down there of quit trying to buy losers. It's like if you have a family member who only goes for the bikers and the drug addicts you're like at some point in time you you can't change the losers and again i no disrespect did i say bikers yeah okay there's no disrespect to like uh, bikers and bad boys and, and prostitutes and drug dealers or anything like that i love every every person you know how i would use the uh, how i would try to get wealthy here's the secret to getting 20 percent with no risk You can't do it. So uh, there's a commercial that I hear that says guaranteed seven and a half percent returns. I have some problems with that because I grew up in, in the um, world of there are no guarantees except for death and taxes. And I know in the world of investment in stocks, and I know that investment in real estate, like a realtor is not allowed to say, oh, it'll automatically go up. Stockbrokers and financial advisors and financial planners aren't able to say, oh, I'll, I'll take your money from $1 million to $2 million in the next three years. Against law. There are no guarantees. So the secret to getting 20% with no risk it doesn't exist. 10% with no risk? Well, that's historically what you've gotten for the last 100 years in the stock market. Secret for getting 5%? Well, historically, that's what you've gotten in real estate. Eh, you see where I'm going with this? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Always a seminar coming up. You can always sign up at robblack.com or newfocusfinancial.com, which is the smarter of the two websites. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Green Day is going to be touring in 2020 with Fall Out Boy. Really? And Weezer. I like two of the three of them. I don't really like Fall Out Boy. So, I sit here and I, I do my best. I actually try to write a little bit of entertainment. I look at the stories out there. I try to figure out, is this going to be a best of day or is this going to be a breaking news day? And uh, here's some of the stuff that I've written that I've had to throw away recently. But it's, it's still good, but it's just it didn't make the show cut. So where can a fish borrow money? From a loan shark. Ah. Ah. Where to keep fish? Where do fish keep their money? In a riverbank? No, 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 no. I'll do one more. Where does a sheep keep his money? In a ba- bank. Awesome. Get it? A sheep keeps his money in his bank. I know you're saying. How much did I pay for the show? <laughs> oh, that's actually money jokes about kids and money jokes. And it's kind of like that's, you know, kid, kids riddles, like riddles were a thing. and th- We don't do riddles. We don't celebrate these one liners anymore in a bank. Come on. You're going to reuse that one later today. You're going to see Mary by the coffee machine. You're gonna say, hey, Mary. Where does sheep keep their money? Then she's going to call HR. <laughs> and you're going to get tased. And you're going to go home for being inappropriate. Anyhow, and anyway, um, I brought that up because I wanted to talk about kids and money. I can't do it. I hate children. No, I'm kidding. Um, with kids and money, one of the things I, I want, I'm going to tell you allowances and stuff like that. I think they're good, but it, I think that depends on families, and I think it depends on cultures, and I think it depends on what sort of work ethic do you want them to do. Do you want to give them money at an early age or what have you? I, I kind of like letting my kids have some cash in the wallet, per se. Um, there's something tactile about it. There's something wonderful about it. But the one thing that I'm going to say about kids is you can give money to kids and you can buy them stuff, but don't invest in their name. Um, I've got friends who tell me all, you know, these vague details about their financial life, but they don't tell me the whole thing. For instance, I've got a friend who has um, adopted a son. And because of that, the state of California gives them money because it was, a, I don't want to say a rescue. You don't rescue children, you rescue animals, right? I'm not really into this whole thing. Um, what is it called when you... Oh, foster. It's a, it's a foster kind of kid situation. So the state sends money until I think the kid's 18. Not not a bad deal. And he's been saving the money. And I'm like, are you saving the, kid, the money in the kid's name? Have you ever said out loud that you're saving it for the kid? Can the kid, when he's 18, say, Dad, screw you, I want all that cash because you told Uncle Rob... That I, you were saving all my my state checks in my name, or for me. Do you know what I would have done? And I had a big pile of cash when I was eighteen years old. Certainly wouldn't have gone to college. And had I had a big pile of cash in my name, I certainly would have got financial aid. So you don't really want to mess up your kids by investing for them. Hopefully, hopefully you're not one of those um, people that I'm not. I, I'm trying not to offend today. 
some people, some men are 70 years old and then they think it's a good idea to have a child and they do. And that's totally fine. But maybe you want to invest in your kid's name at that point in time because maybe you're not going to live till he's 18 years old and you can then start setting up proper finances based on their future versus based on, you know, this future that you had that you wanted to put the money in their name when you were, when they were little kids because for no other reason than to hurt them financially. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you're a younger parent, like under 70, and you're having a kid, so there's a good chance you're going to see the kid turn 18, don't invest in their name. Also, let me, get, let me throw this out there for you. I don't know if this stat's true, but I've used it so many times. One out of four kids don't turn out like you want them to. I, I must have. my fault. I must have heard that somewhere, right? One out of four kids. And I once saw Eddie Murphy uh, on Saturday Night Live. And he's going to be on Saturday Night Live this year. But he was on the, the evening news and he was talking about prom. And he's like, yeah, dad, your daughter's out right now in a dress. And uh, I'm not sounding like Chris Harder. I'm sounding like I'm starting to blend my comedians, right? Um, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Kevin, no, 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 Chris Rock. Your daughter's outside at prom. Um, why, why am I going there? I need to go back. That's <laughs> terrible. I know, I know. So, um, but back to the idea of give money to kids. I'm not going to tell you how to parent on that level. I'm going to say again, don't invest in their name because one out of four kids don't turn out the way you want them to. Sometimes they're 18 and, Mama, I just want to have a baby, Mama. Sometimes they're like, I'm 18. I'm going to go, I want to go join a private army and kill people in the Middle East. I'm like, wait, you want to join the army? No, I want to join a private army. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I spell my name, danger. Some people don't turn out the way you want them to. I guess there's nothing wrong with being a missionary, but it's probably not as sexy as they make it out in the movies and... Having a baby at 18 is a big financial undertaking, and I get it. Some It's the call of some mothers, right? I'm not knocking that. But there's a lot of financial impact going on there. Good debt versus bad debt. This is what this is the world I live in. Um, there's a band called Live that once sang the song, The Beauty of Grey. It is not a black and white world. Um you know, the whole PG&E things. So many people are hating on PG&E and everyone's like, whoa, I got electricity. I'm not in a third world country. Like, we love them. We hate them. We love the convenience of them. We hate it when they burn down our houses and people die. But when we have to actually go out and throw milk away from the fridge because it spoils, we're pretty upset. So it's not a black and white world, in my opinion. You can look at the power company and say, they're greedy. If you look at how much money they've made in the last 20 years, they're not that greedy. And if they're greedy, they would like to own the power lines, but they don't own the power lines. California owns the power lines. Kind of a weird leasing kind of relationship, huh? And I don't think there's a right answer. Two years ago, people you know, died. So that's not good. We'll learn through it. Um, good debt versus bad debt, but this is the black and white part of the world I live in. I don't really consider myself a Republican or a Democrat. I don't want to like be that that solid about it. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, all, all debt's bad. Like I Dave Ramsey. He bothers me. If I were to fist fight him, maybe not fist fight him, maybe it would be like a glove challenge where I just slap him with a glove. I would go, you, sir, are a financial idiot. 
Um, he's like, that. You should buy a house with cash. I'm like, what? You should buy a car with cash. That's not bad. That's not bad. Like, you should pay for college with cash. Hey, no, no, no. I think student debt's good debt. I think mortgage debt used to be really good debt. And that's changing a little bit. Not for most of America, but for some of America in the high-end areas. But there's good debt versus bad debt. Credit card debt, non-tax debt. Non-tax de- deductible? Deductible? Non-tax deductible? Um, I like the way you say that. Thank you. You make me feel so good. Um, when you're t- starting to talk about interest debt and mortgages, like it, it gets you to, yeah, where else can you live in a $600,000 house that's yours? You're paying yourself um, to live there and to, to rent it, so to speak. So there's good debt versus bad debt. And try not to be the person who's like, all, all stocks are bad. Stocks can go to zero. Show me, show me a stock that went to zero. And we'll, we'll talk about that one, okay? But the stock market hasn't been to zero well since it began. It's always moved up. It's moved up in World War One, World War Two. It moved up in the Great Ice Age. Okay, it wasn't around during the Great Ice Age. It moved up... Um, Yes, yes, when people were moving to the West and there was dust storms, that period of the time, the Dust Bowl, the, the 20s and the poverty, and go West, young man. And the Indians, when they roamed the land, the stock markets always moved up. Yeah, you know, we get caught up in this world like, stock market's bad, it's going to zero. We've, the stock market's been through Nagasaki and Hiroshima. That's pretty crazy. Japan invading China. Russia and Germany with their aspirations. The, the stock market's been through a lot. I, I like to th- just throw it on the blame on the, the good old phrase capitalism. So, but call me crazy. Easiest way to get rich in your 401k, in my opinion. Uh, you need to find the ability to save money on a regular basis and just do it. I feel bad for people who are independent contractors. I feel bad for realtors who don't have that structure where there's like a 401k being offered at the company and money's automatically going into savings every two weeks because that automatic savings is heaven. Now, interesting. The millennials I was talking to five, seven years ago, they were adamant about putting money in a 401k. Yes, they got it. They were adamant about getting the corporate match. Yes, they got that. But they wanted to invest in cash and money market funds. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. You're being right? just a little bit too safe, right? Can't be that safe when you're that young. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's a little rising for taking action. I need to talk to on the show. Um, you can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com, robblackshow.com, and YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook, too. There's a group page called I Hate Rob Black. <laughs> get it? I hate Rob Black? I don't get it. Visit Rob Black.
Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. things on this show, but I don't get really fired up. I try to keep my highs low, my lows high kind of thing. Moderation, moderation. So I'm never going to do a show where I go, taxes are the price we pay for a civilization. In light of that, ladies and gentlemen, I think I want my money back. I'm just not that dramatic. What I want to do is get you to a million dollars. If I can get you to a million dollars, I think you can probably live from age 60 to 100. Do I want to do it because I like you? No. I want to do it because if I don't, there's a really good chance you're going to buy a gun and shoot people like me one day. It's kind of why we give money to foreign countries, right? Why does the United States democracy give money to foreign countries? Because we want them to stay over there versus come and invade our way of life, which we love so much. So we're saying, okay, let's prop you up a little bit. We're going to prop you up a little bit. That's how democracy was, uh, diplomacy was described to me at one point in time. So it's uh, about keeping the world order. Keep everyone kind of happy. They don't want to blow you up. Keep everyone kind of happy. They don't want to take from you. They've got theirs. 800-516-1220 to get calls in the air. Some of the greatest investors of all time, Peter Lynch. I'm not saying, like, he's going to be the end-all, be-all to you. But today at lunch, instead of going, Hey, I wonder if that Tom Brady had a good game last night. Instead of looking at his QBR, his quarterback rating, a number that will mean nothing to you when you're long dead. Instead of looking at Peter Brady, Peter Brady, that's a different Brady. Jan! Instead of looking at, what's his name? Tom Brady. And talking stats today. Try try Googling Peter Lynch and look at his stats. He's considered the greatest investor of all time in mutual funds. Except for here's the problem. Most money most people lost money in it. Because they would buy high when they heard how great he was doing. And the market would go down like, I don't want to lose paper money. Paper money is the worst thing in the world. I don't want to lose paper money. No more. So out they'd go. Most successful investor of all time, and people lost money in his fund. I talked to Peter Lynch once, interviewed him on my national radio show, and um, he couldn't be a bigger jerk. He was tough to get on there, and he's like, What time am I on? And like 42 minutes after the hour, What time am I on? 42 minutes after the hour. And then when he came on, he was like, This. Why, hello there. I'm in a good mood, and every piece of jerk material you just got on me is no longer there. That's terrible. See, I wanted the real him on. I wonder if he's still alive. He has to be. But he was one of the greatest investors in large part because he wrote books about the, the simple and the ease of investing in themes. His kids would go to the mall, and uh, afterwards they would want to go to Chili's. Now, at one point in time, there were no chilies in the world. I know your thing. I can't imagine that. Tex-Mex, a great American chilies, wasn't around. Where you can get the endless, bottomless margarita for three ninety nine. Good chance you end up in a sheriff's jail. Maybe pregnant. 
either if you're male or female. Anything can happen at Chili's, I think, is their, their motto. I went there. I went to Casa Bonita. I went to Casa Bonita. Um, so anyway, um, so he said, like, you know, his daughter wanted to go to Chili's. And I'm like, he'd go to Chili's. And there was like a 45-minute wait. And they gave you beepers. Uh, okay, what's your phone number? And the, it would flash when it, would, it was ready, right? So he was kind of on every man's approach to investing. So if you're not going to study Peter Lynch today, again, you don't have to study the Houston Astros playing the New York Yankees for the right to go to the World Series. You should be studying Warren Buffett. Just Google Warren Buffett. And then click on a couple of links and you'll learn a thing or two. There's a guy named Benjamin Graham. He's one of the best. I know you're saying Benjamin Graham is one of the best. Sound like Benjamin Franklin now. Benjamin Franklin and his will. Benjamin Franklin and his mantras. Benjamin Franklin, a penny saved is a penny earned. It's all crap. I don't like Benjamin Franklin. He was the weird one, that whole republic thing that we had going on, freedom and constitutional rights. And much like him, I didn't trust him. Nobody ever told me that politics was going to be so much fun. <laughs> We're going to miss him. One day, whether he's impeached or he's out of office or he's dead, we're going to miss him. It's someone's right now. I'm going to write a letter to your boss. When you're writing a letter to my boss, my name is Dennis Richman. I work at KTVU. Um, a mess. It's, it's a, a mess, mess up there. James O'Shaughnessy. He's another all-star that you're like, I wonder why Rob liked James O'Shaughnessy. Um, he was a numbers guy. And I can give you others, but I think that's a good one. A good start right there. Um, some books that I like. I think I've brought this up numerous times on the show. Called, the one's called Death of Competition. I thought it was awesome because it taught you that investing, it didn't say investing is. It lets you jump to that conclusion. He compared companies, companies that ended up doing very, very well and companies that ended up doing very, very poorly. And he, he was doing things that you like, stories like Apple versus Microsoft Windows, you know, that whole thing on the PC level, not the phone level. He was doing Walmart versus Kmart. He was doing uh, the different grocery stores in the 1950s and 60s, Coke versus Pepsi. Very easy, digestible stuff. But that's called The Death of Competition. There's also a book called The Gorilla Game. I think it's great. It teaches you what to look for at companies. It was written by a Wall Street analyst. Gorilla Game. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, also newfocusfinancial.com. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.